Joining us on the Harbor One Hotline right now is the uh, head coach of the Boston Bruins, Bruce Cassidy. Good afternoon, Bruce. How are you? Hi, fellas. How are you doing? Great, thank Good. you. Uh, we have not spoken Good. since it happened, so congratulations on your Jack Adams Award and being named NHL Coach of the Year. Well, thanks, Dale. It's, uh, it's a nice honor. I'm not going to lie. I think it's the ultimate team honor to the whole organization, from management right on down, scouts, players, assistant coaches, you know, everybody. Uh, I got my name on the trophy, which is nice. <laughs> nice. But uh, I think it's, you know, just reflects the work of everybody, specifically the players. Obviously, they get it done on the ice. So, but again, a nice honor. So thanks. And one other note I should point out. Uh, this was a, a big year for you in another way. It was the first opportunity for you to vote for President of the United States because you're a newly minted American citizen. I am. I didn't, you know, it happened uh, in October. And with everything, you know, the officers are all immigration, everything shut down uh, or slowed down. I didn't think it would happen, and I uh, figured, well, I'll get it the next time. But, no, they got it done in October, so it's nice. I mean, I've been here a long time, so I certainly feel like an American, but uh, getting to vote and a few of the perks of being a citizen is nice. So it was, uh, like I said, a nice uh, nice opportunity to do it. You're not having any second thoughts? about? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know us Canadians. We're pretty moderate. You know? yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. we, we get along with everybody. We're good. Uh- what uh, what kind of impact is losing Tory Krug going to have for the team in your mind, Bruce? Both both on and off the ice, because I think on the ice we can all see it, but off the ice, I heard uh, Charlie McAvoy did a podcast recently where he st- basically said he's still sad that he's gone and that he was one of the first guys to really kind of take him under his wing when he got here. So both on and off the ice, the loss of Tory Krug. Well, yeah, the the on ice is obvious. He's a you know uh, an elite power play guy, an elite puck mover. He he's blah, I think his defensive game got better and better every year. Turned into you know a good second pair uh, defenseman who could defend with Carlo against you know good first or second lines. However, the matchup played out. But off the ice is the stuff you don't see, and it's uh, you know it was a tremendous. Uh, apprenticeship for uh, uh, a Charlie and Grizz. You know, you see Z doing it with Carlo and Charlie and more of a shutdown, uh, you know, like how to be a pro, the big brother kind of leadership, whereas Tori did some of that, but also the on ice, the puck moving, the in-game stuff. So uh, we're going to miss that. But we're at the point now that, that you know, these other guys are no longer kids anymore, even though they're young, uh, Carlo. McAvoy Grizz that they're going to have to step up and now do it for maybe the next wave. That's kind of the way it works. So uh, that's what we're looking forward to. But I'm going to miss Tory too. Adam is a first year pro down in Providence. Great kid. I watched his uh, ascension, especially that playoff series against the Rangers. You know when he got called up, I couldn't be more proud of the guy. So kind of got his foot in his door in the NHL. So we'll miss him. But as we say, we've got to kind of move on and and uh, deal with the sort of the professional side of sports. Bruce, we were just talking about the fact that both the NBA and the NHL kind of had an off-season within their season uh, last year. Where are you guys now in terms of you're actually in an off-season, but where is that process headed right now? Well, the players are starting to trickle back in. I mean, we have uh, – I mean, these are for higher-ups. The, the January 1st was the original date. I don't know if we're going to be able to stick to that or not, to be honest, because we'd have to be in camps by mid-December, which – Obviously, could happen. That's two weeks away. Um, I know that there's been discussion with the players and the owners, the return to play committee, uh, to make sure everybody's on the same page of how we're going to do this going forward, staying safe and still playing. Obviously, I'm sure they're borrowing from other leagues what they're doing that the, the works well. 
Um, I don't know about the appetite to go into a full-time bubble. I do not believe it's there. Could there be small ones uh, to get games in? Or are we going to travel like baseball did? Those are all questions that I still think have to be answered. So the process for us as coaches is we're just preparing like it would be our training camp, what any adjustments we're going to make in the style of play, um, you know, thinking ahead on lines now that our, our, our lineup or roster is a little more solidified than maybe it was months ago. So th- those are things we're looking at. I'm sure the players have continued to stay in shape. It was a little easier this time around than last. Uh, I think when everything shut down in March and April, players couldn't really do much at all, get out. I think they have the ability now to at least train. So that, that's a good thing for them to, you know, sort of keep their bodies up to, up to speed. Because once we do get started, it's going to be quick again. I mean, a training camp, I think, will be max two weeks, and, and we'll be up and running. Talking to Bruins head coach Bruce Cassidy, as both the head coach and as a representative of the organization, what are your feelings about Tuka Rask being back as your goaltender this year? Uh, I'm 100% on board with it, uh, Dale. I, I think Tuka has come out and uh, made perfectly clear what uh, why he made the decision to leave the bubble in Toronto when he did. Uh, I think as a team at the time, we you know we turned to Yarrow and said, you know, you're our guy. Uh, Dan Vlader was a young uh, backup then who didn't have any NHL experience, so it was, it was tough on him. Uh, got thrown in there, unfortunately, for the good of the team. Took one for the team, but at the end of the day, uh, we know what Tuke is capable of. And I think all that the, the, the players are concerned about, honestly, is is, is he going to help us win? Is he going to get us to where we want to go? And if Tuke comes out and has come out, I shouldn't say if, when he came out and said, listen, I, I, my, my family's in a great place, I'm in a great place, I'm ready to play hockey, I want to be the best Tuka Raskin and be between the nets. I think that's all we needed to hear. Uh, listen, we're a, we're a family. Uh, we support Tuka, uh, and we're ready to go. And, and we're, we're actually, I think the guys are confident that he's back in there. Um, but I think like everybody, until we get playing again, um, with all that's gone on, we just, like I said, we want to get, get everyone in the lineup, get playing, and see where we're at. And I'm sure every other team would say the same thing. Were you satisfied with the level of communication between you and Tuca at that time when he made the decision and when he decided to leave? Well, he went through the, the, the uh, you know, Cam and Donnie were there. So those are decisions you typically go through when a player, uh, you know, asks for a leave of absence or, you know, whatever it is that, that where he's going to, it usually goes through the GM first anyway. So, um and it did. I, the timing of it, of course, I think it could have been better for Yarrow's sake. Um, I think the players are just going to go play. They got confidence in both goalies, uh, as do I. Uh, would I prefer it a little bit sooner than that? Uh, yes, uh, but I, I can't control what happens to a, you know a player's family and the timing of that. So for me to judge that too harshly, I think would be incorrect. Um, at the end of the day, it, it happened when it did, and and you know Yarrow gets in there and. His preparation is cut a little bit, but that happens through the year as well, where, where a goalie gets sick, sick, stomach flu, whatever, can't play. Happens to be at a cr- more crucial time in the playoffs. I'm not going to you know, understate that, but at the end of the day, it happened when it did and worked out, uh, worked out okay for us. And, you know, I, we got good pros and off we went. I think it's safe to say that the way things played out for you guys in the bubble was, was a disappointment after the, the regular season and the shutdown and everything that went into it bouncing back from the disappointment of a year before. Do you feel like you're a, a better hockey team or a hockey team better suited for a cup run as you embark on a new season this year? 
Well, I thought we were well prepared pre-pandemic. Obviously, uh, let's take away the you know that that we were. I assume we would have won the president's trophy. That doesn't guarantee a cup. But I, I think that what I liked about where we were last March was we were starting to play a better all-around game. I think we got away with some uh, average hockey at the start of the year. We were able to you know put some points in the bank because you know we had some special players make special plays. But as a team, I thought we were coming together. We added a couple of pieces that we were going to take a look at, see where they fit. So that all came to a screeching halt that I just thought we were in a good place in March. Uh, Injury-wise as well, we had two guys out there ready to come back, so we were as healthy as we were all year. And unfortunately, you know, know, we couldn't continue. Then you go into the bubble, and uh, we were probably more, we were less healthy than we were after having four months off, believe it or not. So things just didn't align for us. Lost to a good team. So, yes, it, uh, I was disappointed the way it finished. Uh, Tampa's a good team. They're full value for the Cup. Uh, that's a little consolation. But um, I, I did think that that series, you know, with a few plays here or there, especially in Game 2 after re-watching it, you know, we, we could have took a 2 nothing lead, might have changed it. We weren't able to finish that game off. But at the end of the day, they were good. But this year, going in, uh, shortened season, I assume. Uh, who does that help? Um you know that's always open to debate, but I think our guys will be ready. Honestly, they 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 know what's at stake. They know that uh, um, you know the cup's going to be presented again this year, and it could be a different type of environment. But I think our guys will be ready for it. They know that there's only so many kicks you get at it, and I think with our lineup, is going to be solid that they're going to be ready for another chance. At it. Bruce, as you pointed out, we don't know when the season is going to start, but it appears that January 1st may be a bit ambitious. I guess the good news from your perspective is that as it gets pushed back a little more and a little more, if it does, it may mean fewer games missed for guys like David Posternock and Brad Marchand. Yes, I mean, if it does get pushed back, it allows them more more time to heal. I mean, they're they're on schedule, probably a little bit ahead of schedule. I know our medical guys don't want to say that, get us excited, but those guys work hard. Uh, and January 1st, I think their original timeline uh, was going to be sometime in January. Uh, again, they're always a little loose with, with that, uh, depending on, you know, probably some of the initial recovery. So um, if it does get pushed back, it is a benefit in terms of those two players. Um, it just means a more probably condensed schedule with more back-to-back. Does that hurt us later on? Um in some ways, because we're we're considered an older team, some of those guys might need a little extra rest. I also think we have two capable goalies every night, so the back-to-backs for us typically have been a benefit because we can throw either goalie out there. So uh, I look at it that way as well. Like it, either way, uh, there's benefits and there's there's drawbacks to you know to to getting pushed back. I think everyone wants to get going, so hopefully they whatever needs to get squared away here in terms of the negotiations gets squared away, and then. It's a matter of uh, are we going to be able to safely play, and, and hopefully the answer to that is yes. Now, probably a better question for Don Sweeney, but uh, <laughs> Bruce, do you know if Zidane Chara will be back, or do you think he his time in Boston is done? That's probably a better question for Don Sweeney. <laughs> <laughs> would you All like right, we'll to Would we'll you like Don. to offer yeah. up your no, opinion, no. or? <laughs> uh, Listen, uh, I think the world is he. He's a Hall of Fame player. There's no doubt about that. He can still play in the National Hockey League. Um, on the other hand, when he's not, if he's not signed as a coach, your mind goes to, okay, who's going to fill his minutes? Can, can Lozon do it? Can John Moore do it? Can Zaboral do it? Can Vakanainen do it? 
Uh, and is it time for these guys to get their opportunity? So that, that, you know, that's what we go back and forth all the time. That hasn't changed. You know, from the end of the year, we discuss those things from the forward position, the D position, to the goaltender position. So this year, the focus is on the D position. I think a few years ago it was up front. We had to make some changes, you know, or, and uh, so now it's the D position. So I don't know how it's going to play out. Uh, obviously, those discussions are, you know, Donnie's kept them close to the vest, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But the clock is ticking now because we're going to get started in January, so I imagine, you know, something will come up sooner or later here. You've referenced a couple times sort of the uncertainty of when camp exactly is going to start. You're not sure exactly what guys have been doing and when you start in January and all these things. Has that been, and I know it's the world we live in, we see it in the NFL and college football and everything, but has that been frustrating for you, challenging for you, or do you just sort of roll with the punches like the rest of the world? Well, I think you got to roll with it. Uh, the players have the right uh, to train wherever they want as long as we're not uh, sort of, uh, you know, in session, so to speak. Some will stay here. Some have kids in school. Others will want to go home. Uh, young single guys maybe with their family, uh, et cetera. So um, you have to roll that. We almost look like it, act like it's the summer months where, you know, the guys are just doing their thing and you trust them to, to stay in shape. So, that's the thing that hopefully they learned through the last restart that is you got to get up and run in a hurry. Um, and so, you know, don't waste this time um, and assume, well, you're going to have you know plenty of time at training camp to get ready, preseason games, maybe the first 10, 12 games of the season because there's 82 of them, you can sort of, you know, work your way up. We don't have that luxury. So that's the message we send out to our guys and hopefully they received it uh, simply through experience of going through it last uh, July. The Bruins as an organization have always been very philanthropic in this area. The the players have spent hours and hours visiting kids in hospitals. You've been in this area a while now. You've always been a part of the Jimmy Fund Radio Telethon. It seems as though you and the organization have always understood the importance of the Jimmy Fund and the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. Yeah, and I'm glad to be part of that, Dale. I mean, everyone plays their small part in sports if they can, and uh, to, to give back in the community. So, I, like I said, I'm proud of the guys. I know quite a few of our guys have uh, individual things they do, and they do uh, through the community as well. So, um, And I tip my hat to you guys uh, for all the work you put into it. I know last year I was able to get on with uh, with Alex and, and, and Brad, and, and Bill uh, called in. And, uh, man, it was a, it's something I'll never forget to have all four coaches there, me to be around those guys because I have a lot of respect for those guys. So, uh, you know, thank you guys for including me, um, you know, and, and, and thank you for all you do, because I think it's obviously goes without saying it's, it's a great cause and will continue to be for years to come. Uh, I hope we get to see each other at the rink sometime soon, because it's been a while, like since last March, since that happened. But uh, I hope this thing gets going fairly soon and I hope everybody stays safe. Thank you again for taking the time to be with us. Yeah, thanks, fellas. And again, I appreciate you having, uh, having, uh, having, me, uh, having me on the show and, and, and thanks for everything. Thanks, Bruce. Thanks, Bruce. Thanks, Bruce. Oh, okay, take care.